Welcome to the Blind Tag Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Nashops. Today is going to be a great day. And if it's not a great day, will it into existence? For the love of God, it is It is only a great day if you feel it to be a great day. So, we are now... At the end, the last hour, the home stretch before we arrive in Charlotte, Charlotte, I can't even speak now, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, Once again, Bennett is in the passenger seat with me. We literally just hit the record button and we just started talking and conversing. And literally by the time we, we end this episode, we will be about... Five to ten minutes away from our parking, the parking garage that we parked in for the game. Uh, see, yeah. Oh, and this this episode will probably uh, definitely is aired after uh, the AEW Grand Slam events. I can definitely sit here and say this after watching. Uh, Dynamite after watching Rampage. Holy moly. Isn't it awesome to have a sellout crowd? I'm curious to see what what business they do. I would love to see the gate numbers at Arthur Ashe Stadium comparable to the gate numbers that WWE pulled in for that Super Smackdown at Madison Square Garden. I would, I would, I'm curious to see it. Do I think it's going to be better? Who knows? Who knows? But it was a great show. Uh, the, the Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, 30-minute draw was the best result they could have. Don't spoil the a finish to that match until it's on pay-per-view because that match happened on pay-per-view. You will have a lot of people buying their tickets, buying the pay-per-view. It will set box office records for AEW. out match with uh, Suzuki and Lance Archer versus Kingston Moxley and having Homicide Mr. 187 himself showing up ooh that was awesome that was that was an experience I would have loved to have been there live but you know it's in New York City so but anyway Let's take this quick little break, and when we get back, I take off the duct tape on Bennett's mouth, and we continue with our conversation here on the Blind Tag Podcast. Before we get back to the podcast, I want to let everyone know about my intro, that is Sax Rock and Roll by Kevin McLeod. This song and other songs that are royalty free are being able to be found on IncomTech.com. Um, I read this article. It was the governor of West Virginia, who's a Republican. All right. I see you immediately wiping your brow as I said that. <laughs> Several weeks ago. He came out in a press conference, released a video saying, um, okay, y'all are stupid. You're saying that the vaccine can track you, but yet you have cell phones? Now he's like, you know what? I'm going to say it like this. The state of West Virginia has a 45% vaccination rate against COVID-19. 
right? They have a 90% rate of believing that President number 45 was God. Once again, personal opinion. Um, but, he said, you know what? This is what's going to happen. Either we're going to get everyone vaccinated or we're going to start lining up body bags and wait for them to be filled. And then maybe at that point, enough people will be vaccinated where we can create herd immunity. Like, it's a it's a horrible thing to say. But it's, it feels it like is so true. It needs to be said because it... And it's we, a Republican saying it. And if we, if we keep jumping around the point, then we don't just say, listen, people are... Seriously, like we, when people say, oh, well, they died of COVID. Okay, well, I didn't know them very well. People who've been personally affected by this yeah. are getting vaccinated because guess what? They don't want to die. Right. So, you know, TikTok is, is I, at first I hated TikTok. TikTok back in like right before COVID hit, all of that stuff, it was like disgusting. I didn't want to go on there. It was for kids. Nowadays, TikTok is one of my favorite apps just because of the outreach that people get. There's this guy, and I, I'm pretty sure he might have been vaccinated. I'm not positive. He might have not been. But he uh, he was living like a normal life. Like, he was posting videos every day of uh, him doing drawings and stuff. Right. Well, one day he posts a video of him in a hospital. And he's sitting there like, hey, guys, uh, I'm not doing well. I just got diagnosed with COVID-19. My mom's also gotten diagnosed with COVID-19. Uh, it's really bad, and uh, I hate it right now. It, you know, I, I can't do anything. I'm being quarantined. I can't talk to anyone. His next update, um, he said that he had a breathing tube in. He couldn't breathe on his own. They were having to, to, to keep him breathing. And he was saying, listen, y'all, my mom's not doing well at all. Next video, his mom had passed away. Then later, we uh, there's no more videos after that, and people looked into it, and he passed away after that video was made. And it's just one of those things, you watched it in real time happening to somebody. I never watched one of his videos, but I watched those three, and I, I felt like I had known that guy for a couple of years. It's like, holy crap, it can happen to anyone. I, I, I agree. Um, I remember, uh, hold on, I gotta laugh at something. Burger King, there's a sign that Burger King has homemade biscuits. And soft cones. Okay, I can believe the soft cones more than I can the homemade biscuits. <laughs> Homemade. What 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 makes it homemade? It made in frozen. So I think that that's why I like it when they say made from scratch because you're making them. Uh, anyway, so back back to that. I mean, I remember when you know I was doing an up doing episode for. Uh, Sports Uncaged, and we had just had um, spring break, but it got extended a week, and I was going to do an episode on the NCAA tournament, and it turned into literally like an hour plus of real-time updates. Like, I literally would have to say at the beginning of each segment, okay, this is this day, and this is what's happened since. It was, um, I, I know I, I have it in the archive somewhere. Um, it is it is definitely, I think you heard it, it was somehow in like rotation. It was It was in rotation. Um, the, uh, I, I'm not sure who was running the station last, uh, last semester. Yeah. But it would be playing right before I would go on. And you're like... Oh. I was like, oh, well, at least I get to listen to Kyle, but it's the same show each week. <laughs> Which, I mean, if we had consistent viewership, it'd be a problem. Listenership would be a problem. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a college radio station. And it's a college radio station. College students don't listen to the radio. No. Near, not nearly as much as, as they might have 10 years ago. Um, but because music streaming is almost just not worth listening to the radio because you can find 
find whatever song you can listen to. I agree. That's the beauty of podcasts. And that's why one of the things I really wanted to do with Sports Uncaged this year is expand it. And I, I, I think me and you talked about it. I really hadn't talked that much with Matt about it. It was the idea of putting it, uh, to potentially doing like an Instagram Live for people who wanted to see us. Yeah. And comment in. And it'd be a new way. It's almost like a Twitch stream. But it's using what we already have, the phone, and also our radio station. Right. And it would be so a great way to connect with both. It would it, be one of those things now. It, it would be a, a little... Um, you know, get like a um, phone holder, and that way you can have it propped up. You know, you're they're watching you do the show, and then when you go to break, and go, all right, man. You know what? Let me, you know, give me your comments. You know, what do you want me to talk about? And you could, if you get enough of it, you yeah. can have almost legitimately a viewer's choice episode. Yes. Every or, episode. Or, or 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 a viewer's or basically a week. You know what? Um, every episode this week will be um, fans at um, people ask questions um, submitted like a week in advance uh, I run a contest for two weeks uh, keep questions asked and go you know what alright um, um, room lover 671 says uh, that Drew McIntyre is the worst wrestler in history. And then you go, okay, I respect your opinion, but you're wrong. <laughs> I respect your opinion. Here's why, oh my God, a Walmart closing? Wow. Wow, that, that is... Only in North Carolina. Of course. Probably and it's, it's right across from a high school. There's Spirit Halloween's going in there in uh, 20 minutes. I'm, yeah, 20 minutes are probably in the process of finishing up now. We just can't see the cars because they're in this. But, yeah, dude, an uh, episode like that. Um, I mean, uh, and I don't know. There's just so many ways you can... You, there's so many ways you can reach viewers nowadays. Yes. Um, it's almost like... Uh, I talked with Matt. It's almost like we should have a, a after-the-show Sports Uncaged podcast where we debrief from what we just covered expand on it for like another 30 minutes. Right. Now, um, the, I think the only way that would that would be good is if both you did. Both, yeah, that both. would be the thing. It'd be the right. both of us. And one thing, I, so on Thursday I had my first show this semester by myself. Right. I had done the show with you on, that, on Thursday. I did, and I've been doing shows with Matt. Matt has not, has yet to have one by himself as well, which not a bad thing. The more people in there, the more times you can bounce off. I struggled on Thursday finding enough to yeah. say because I had I wrote it like I was trying to bounce conversation and I, it wouldn't bounce back. Right. So one thing that I, I, I found I love is the fact that that being able to communicate with people inside the studio makes it so much easier. Because it, it, it's, it's, it's a different format. That's, that's why I always love um, when I had people in there, um, when I had Mike in there, um, I had um, uh, Kyla Manning from the volleyball team and you know, one of the assistants, uh, Mike, uh, like coaches in there um, or interns or I can't remember what his title was. Um, I had uh, another volleyball player. Um, Kira, Kira, I can't remember her name. I had the volley. Uh, I had the uh, women's soccer coach um, in there. You know, I've had TJ. Uh, that 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 my last show hosting. I did a Zoom call with you and uh, TJ and JP. And it was it was awesome. Uh, I, I agree. That's and, and and that's why like a lot of times when I do the episodes by myself, you know, they'll be shorter than the ones we're doing now because you have more, yeah. whereas I, literally it's like I'll break it up into several segments and I'll talk about something, or literally I'll just hit record and talk. Um, like the first episode I did after my uh, 
hiatus after dealing with everything I had to deal with, um, it literally was, I hit play, and then I started talking, and then I looked down, and I'm at about an hour. And, I mean, hell, we're at two hours now. I mean, it's just talking, it's conversation, because, I mean, we don't see each other every day. Right. And we have so much we can talk about. Because, exactly. I mean, I don't know everything, you don't know everything, but we can figure it out. I mean, um, I know more than you. You've been alive longer than me. That's exactly. Unfair. You got an unfair start. It's not my fault. Which again, I, I, I don't know if got married sooner. I, I don't know if this came as a shock to you. I thought you were 21 <laughs> for so long. Yes. And then you mentioned in your podcast that you you had a job when you were eight, in 2001. Yeah. And I was like, hold on, hold on a minute. You could have been like four to the right. No. Uh, you were you were like nope. Nope. We have an 18 year age gap between yes. us. Yes. And I found that I was like, I texted Matt separately. I'm like, Matt, did you know that? And he was like, Nah, man. I thought he was a college student. And I'm like, I was a college oh, student. Not, not like like a like no, a, a, a traditional. Which, again, it's good that you still pursued an education, even though you weren't like life. Life kicked my ass. Yes. And I was tired of it kicking my ass. Although life still kicks my ass, but you know what? At least I. I, I and, and, and here's the thing I always tell people. If if I ever hear them say, oh, you know, I'm taking a break from school. Like, yeah, I took a break from school too. It took a while. Don't let it take a while. But if it takes a while, it takes a while. Go back when you're ready. I mean, hell. Michael Jordan went back and got his degree after he left... Uh, uh, UNC after three years. He went back to get, get his degree. So, but it's, it, it, it was funny that, um, yeah, you, know, you bring that up. It's like, I, I always got, when I was younger, I always got thought I was older. And now that I'm older, I, people think I'm younger. I'm like, we well, had the vibe about you that you were like, the same age as like TJ. I was like <laughs> the same vibe. I was like, so I just thought it was normal. So I mean, it's not a bad thing at all. Like, oh. like I didn't find it as like a bad thing. It, I just found. Oh, it and I, I, I I know what I was going to say. So uh, remember when we were um, standing out of the uh, uh, Britain Hall? Uh, I think it was it was the Thursday show we did. We were talking, mm-hmm. and then someone yelled, "Call!" Like. What? It was someone I was working with, and they and they literally was like, "What you doing?" I was like, "Babysitting." <laughs> I, I was like, I was like literally just came off the top of my head." And when I when I ran into him the next day at work, I was like, "Like, what were you doing?" I was like, "Oh, well, no, I was joking when I was saying babysitting. No, I was uh, I had that night off and." Uh, I wanted to go uh, see if the people taking uh, taking over my show hadn't run it into the ground yet, and they hadn't. And it was like, wait, you're on the radio station? I said, yeah. And I. It- and I'll, I'll, I'll sit here and say this. Uh, completely uh, unsolicited or anything like that. I I, I kind of take this parental pride in seeing the success you guys are having with the radio station. I, I kind of feel like it, it's it's my like that show is my legacy. I passed it on to the next generation, and it it, it really makes me happy everything going on so and I, I feel like a proud papa every every time I turn on the show and I go all right they're doing damn it why'd you fuck up son of a bitch now I gotta ground your asses well you kept mentioning the crab legs thing during our show last week <laughs> and I was like I was like I had to sit there and think because I forgot he had stolen crab oh my legs. god because yeah. and we were in the moment and and we talked about it after, like, like why is he bringing up crab legs 
Matt remembered it. I didn't. I was sitting up here like, crab legs? All I remember him is eating dubs. No, he's still crab legs. Oh, oh. Oh, well, let's not mention it on the show. Let's talk about it now. No, that would have been fun. Just just make an off, offhand clip. That's all it is. Because it's it's public record, so. It is. Uh, but I, mean, I mean, hell, hell Gridiron Heights makes fun, made fun God, of it. I love Gridiron Heights. I do, too. I the best thing of the, of the week is Red Iron Heights, and 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 what what they spoof. But the best episodes are the ones where they where they tell you all the Easter eggs. Oh, it's so hilarious! The amount of detail they put into those. Yes. But okay, have you? I think it's by Bleacher Report as well. Have you ever seen the uh, the game of zones? Yes. Oh the, my god. That uh, same same people. Same people. The um. They, 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 they're not continuing it anymore. Oh. But their last, it was, they finished it during COVID. And it was the, after the last dance came out. And it was like, the, I think you, you might have seen it. It's like Michael Jordan brings back the dream team. How did it see this one? Okay, I got so it is, it, it is about an hour long. And it is a collection of the, of the whole season leading up to the end. And because it was COVID... Uh, and because of everything that happened to the NBA during the shutdown, it's about Michael Jordan leading the dream team back to face off against the current NBA All-Stars. In the bubble? Uh, not in the bubble, but in a, in a battle to see who the GOAT is, LeBron James or Michael Jordan. <laughs> and it's got... Uh, well, we, it's already got know, we already know the answer to that question. Well, Michael Jordan. Yeah, of course. Uh, and uh, LeBron, to me, close third, but that's uh, because I'm a Kobe fan. But... Uh, I mean, to each their own. I mean, right. everyone likes everyone's. Everyone likes parts of people's games differently. And Kobe Bryant's the guy that got me into basketball. But what I was gonna say is, you have that narrative, and then you have a separate narrative of uh, some stuff goes down. Some people don't get picked to lead, to fight against the dream team that should have. And so this small band brings back the Swamp Dragon from the New York Nets for the New Jersey Nets. They were gonna become the Swamp Dragons. Oh yeah. They bring him back and they go and destroy the the media center. <laughs> um, they well, don't, 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 don't spoil I'm not too much. spoiling too much, but that's yeah. that's it. It oh. is it is amazing. Uh, I cried a little bit at the end. I, 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 you know, I'm not afraid to say I, if something makes me emotional, I'll say I cried there. Oh yeah, like like there's no shame in that. But yeah. I cried a little bit. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a it was a great ending. To it, uh, hilarious through throughout. Um, pokes fun at Rudy Gobert a little bit, <laughs> uh, as as one should. Um, but this is really fun, and uh, I don't. I think they do one for soccer too. Yes, I didn't get into that one. It's like yeah. the Real Housewives, but it's soccer. Yes, that's. I watched a couple episodes. Like if if uh, who. Uh, Who's the guy on, um, on the station now who does soccer with it? Jack. Jack? He would love that. He would. Yeah. I- I'm glad someone's doing something like that on the station, too. That's something I-, I always want to try to cover soccer, but I don't know enough. Right. Like, I know enough about but I don't know enough about it. You know the basics, but you can't I know the basics. Detail. I know certain teams, but I don't know it to the extent of talking about, like, the Premier League. Right. I just be like, eh. Because, I mean, I, I have a favorite team, and it's it, it's just because of FIFA. So, I, they're not even any good. So, but they're my, my team. And then, of course, MLS, I had to pick a team. So, I have to keep the Major League American side of stuff, too. All right. Well, I mean, uh, um, Charlotte FC is debuting next year. I'm excited for that. I um, am, too. I'm a sporting KC fan. Okay. But that's again. I went to Kansas City over the summer. Got to see the Royals in action. Became a Royals fan because of it. Because um, I mean, I'd never been to a pro baseball game. All right. And so that was something. It was like this is really cool. And Salvador Perez oh, yeah. is a guy to get behind. I, I tried to find. I couldn't find. They didn't have him in my size. I had Salvi for president. President. Excuse me. President. There you uh, go. And I really wanted it, but I was like, I'm gonna wait and see. How much I follow the Royals after this before I make a big budget purchase like that. Understandable. But they have they have I'm, quickly I'm, became my favorite team. I, I honestly
obviously I'm feeling the same way about the Phillies because I went to go see them in my first major league game uh, on my birthday. I got to see a Bryce Harper home run. So, so that's that was, always amazing. That's always awesome. So um, I'm hoping they are uh, in the wild card um, slot. I know they are in the hunt for it. Um, I think Atlanta's got the division unlocked. Until they lose the playoffs. Until they lose the playoffs. Which, which they will. It, when it, whenever it's Atlanta, Atlanta wins, if Atlanta ever wins a, a World Series. Uh, again. Again, I'll be pretty happy because, I mean, I don't have anything against Atlanta. No. Like, they're the closest team, but at so the same time. Here, here, here's the crazy thing about that. So, you know, talking about I, I definitely have a, a few more years. Um, I remember when a train was passing us, beside us. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> it's a train. I know, but still, it's like, I don't know. Would you like me to drive beside it? Well, we technically still are. No, I can drive on the... Uh, I'll just drive on the dirt, okay? No, let's not do that. Okay. Come on, let's stay, right, let's stay on. Let's stay on track. Get it track train. Oh, there you go. Touche. You are learning, my young Padawan. Uh, but... Alright, what were we talking about? Uh, baseball. Baseball, oh yeah. The Braves. So, I remember when the Braves were in that historic run. Um, as we entered Marshville, North Carolina. Wow. I remember that that run. I remember when it was such a big deal that they won the World Series in 95. It was actually the first World Series after the strike, strike season. The problem with Atlanta, here, here's what I always equate it to. The problem with the Atlanta Braves was the same problem the Charlotte Hornets, the Indiana Pacers, the New York Knicks had in the 90s. They had a dominant team on, on, on the other side of them. They had, those basketball teams had Michael Jordan in their conference. Atlanta had the New York the dynasty of the New York Yankees was getting was started started the next year. So, you know, at that point, now here's an interesting uh, what if scenario. It was actually one that I, I talked about on, uh, I believe it was the episode of Sports Uncaged during the summer. Like what if scenarios? What if the strike didn't happen in 1994? Montreal was the, and for anyone who's listening, yes, Montreal had a baseball team. The Expos. They're now known as the Washington Nationals. Which may or may not be a good thing. Mm, I, like, I like the Expos, too. Yeah, but I don't think you can really do Expos in uh, um, Washington, D.C. No. Well, I mean, just why not? Well, then again... Well, uh, but there was, there's there's no jazz clubs in Utah, but there's the jazz. Right. You you know why did the Utah Jazz? Because right? they used to be in New Orleans. There you go. Anyway, but that they were the best team in Major League Baseball prior to the strike. If that strike had not happened, they would have made the playoffs. They would have they would have been the odds-on favorite to win the World Series. If they had won that World Series, they would have been able to keep the team together. Atlanta may not have won that World Series, and they, it would have been the stretch where they would have won um, all those uh, division titles in a row. I want to ask you another question. We got, we got time. No, it's um uh. Actually, it's one of those things where I need to... Okay, I'll make sure I'm avoiding toll toll roads. Yeah, I don't... I, I, I don't... I don't want to pay... I don't want to pay tolls. 
hey, I mean, we'll, we'll, you know, the game starts at 1, we'll get there, you know. Right. It's, it's currently, you know, only 9.52. Right. So, we got a lot of time left. But, right. um, okay, I want to ask you a question. Okay. So, uh, there's two parts. The first part is, do you, do you think Barry Bonds deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? No. No, oh, no, hold on. Actually, you're conflicted. Hold on, I can see. Uh, I'll let you figure uh, this out real quick. I know what it is. I gotta get off at exit 74 before it because the bypass is a toll road. Okay, there you go. That makes more sense. All right. So Barry Bonds Hall of Fame. Um, prior to 2000. Actually, no. No. Still no. Still no. If he hadn't done what he did, like the drugs, PED, that stuff, steroids, right? do you think he would have been as good as he was? No. Right. He, well, that's, that's, that was a simple question answered. answer. It was. He, he would not be the... Oh, okay, let me rephrase this. He would not be the... Asterisk home run king. I still view Hank Aaron as the home run king. Because Hank Aaron did it the right way. I I do not view him um, in the same token. I do not Roger Clemens does not belong in the hall. Any anyone if I was a Hall of Fame voter. I would come out and say this. If you have been suspended, questioned by Congress, and anything dealing with performance-enhancing drugs, I will not vote for you for the Hall of Fame. Which also begs the question. And let me ask you this this one. Which player deserves to be in the Hall of Fame more that's not currently in it? Barry Bonds or Pete Rose? Ah, okay. Or Shoeless Joe Jackson. Well, the fact that Shoeless Joe Jackson is not in the Hall of Fame is pretty much a tragedy. Because he's from my area. I mean... South Carolina. Yeah, he's from South Carolina. Yeah, he's from Greenville, isn't he? Um, I, I wasn't alive back I then. Think, I think he's like the main focal point of Greenville. Let me do a little bit of research first. Okay. Alright, well, why, why research Shoes Joe Jackson? Between Barry yeah, Bonds. He's, he's from Greenville. He okay. died in Greenville, South Carolina in 51. Uh, okay. yeah, yes, I think Shoes Joe Jackson because he's from my area. He, We have uh, at, at the at our minor league team, the Greenville Drive, we have an entire, you know, we have his house, like, from when he was alive, set up, it's a museum for him. I mean, he's like a big part of our baseball team's culture. He's Shoeless Joe Jackson. We have like a shoeless, oh, I think we have like a fundraiser that goes to, to helping provide stuff for, but we have like a bunch of charity stuff with, with having to do with him. And he's, he's such a big guy in, in our, as we pass Wingate College. I didn't even realize that it was... Uh, like, I've heard of Wingate. Never seen it before. Wingate is a is a member of the Division II Conference, the South Atlantic Conference. Oddly enough, this conference was also home to Elon College before it moved up to F uh, Division I. All right. Uh, but, yeah, I think Sorry. George Jackson should be in the hall. Oh, I agree. Just because, I mean... From South Carolina, I have to give the South Carolina guys some rep. But I, I honestly, I know, I think, I think Barry Bonds should be in the hall. I, mainly because I think he was, I, regardless, I think he still would have been a dominant player even if he hadn't taken steroids. Because you can't teach a swing, you can't teach a reading a pitch. You can enhance your ability to hit it out of the park. Right. You can enhance the ability to make people scared of you. I, 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 I think I think he would be a better small ball hitter if he wasn't juiced up.
but I still think uh, I watched. Okay, there's this YouTuber, John Voice, I think is his name. He does uh, basically like what we're doing. He does, but he does a ton of research into it. And he talked about how Barry Bonds uh, could have been if Barry Bonds had gotten walked every single uh, at bat. Like he still would have hit uh, a considerable amount of home runs because he swung at pitches that he shouldn't have swung at every time. Because he knew he could hit it out of the park if he hit it right. Because of steroids on it. Right. Still, uh, he, he, it's an interesting YouTube video to watch. He goes into the stats. He graphs it on the map. It's it's amazing to watch. But that's he's also the guy that came out with a video talking about the biggest uh, blowout in college football history. Georgia Tech over oh, yeah. Cumberland College. Yep. 222 to nothing. Yep. Actually, I think I saw that video. It's uh, one of it's one of those videos where I just go back and I watch it whenever I whenever I feel like I need to remember the past. Right. So, all right. Let's let's speak in, let's speak of Hall of Fame and let's uh, go back to um, uh, wrestling. All right. Do you view? apply this to other Hall of Fames. Should the Hall of should a Hall of Fame have a physical location to be considered a legitimate Hall of Fame? Yes, uh, a thousand percent yes. And I think I think it depends on where the sport started or where it became popularized. Okay. Canton, Ohio isn't the birthplace, the birthplace of football. It football started you know, but it started in that area. New Jersey, it started in that upper area. Well, Canton uh, has just been... Um, I believe Canton was one... Uh, had a team in the original In the original, season. it yes. did. The Canton Bulldogs. Um, that place has and become I, the birthplace of modern-day football. And I, I believe they won the first title. I think that's the reason uh, why... Actually, I think it was or, the uh, All-Stars won the first title. Uh, Rockford? Uh, uh, start, I think it started with an A. Well, All Stars does start with an A. Bennett. I, I know they teach it at a coastal. Yes. Uh, okay, so list of champions. Um, Back, Akron Pros. Akron Pros. They were the first ones. Okay. Then the Oak Bears won it the year after. Right, okay. So, alright, yeah, because uh, Springfield, Mass is where basketball started, uh, Cooperstown, baseball. Uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame is in, um, I think it's in Montreal. That should be a perfect place for it. Exactly. Uh, wrestling should, I guess you can put it in Stanford, but it needs to be an actual place to visit. Actually, so here, here's what I, I think they need to do. Is, and I, I know they actually have a um, Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame that's not affiliated with WWE. All right. Um, Kurt Angle's a part of it. Like, you know, a lot of players. Chris Benoit was until... He did what he did. Right. So, I think what needs to be uh, is you need to kind of consolidate. You have one official Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. And now, now what you have with each company is like your um, wall of fame. Alright? You know, we're honoring you for your contributions. You should not be viewed as a hall of famer until um, the official pro wrestling hall of fame recognizes you. And I think what they should do is kind of like how they, they do it in the NFL. They should have, you have your golden era of, you have your pre-golden era uh, your golden era. I uh, would say your um, modern era, which would start in 1983, and then you have modern day, which would be starting like you know 2001, and you have two from each category every year. 
It could be a tag team. It could be a group. Stuff like that. The problem with WWE is, and the problem with pro wrestling in general when it comes to putting people in a Hall of Fame is, uh, the great Kali should never be in the Hall of Never oh, been. hell no. But the problem is, he, is, he was such a draw. And he brought in so much stuff from India, and he, he gave, and he was, uh, again, India's greatest export in terms of pro wrestling was the great Ali, just because of his size and all that. Right. While he was a horrible wrestler, and they did really bad stuff with him, and it was just in the WWE, he's still a Hall of Famer because of what he brought from, he brought viewership. He brought people caring from India about wrestling. So I, I, I would call him a legend, I wouldn't call him a Hall of Famer. But the, the problem is, Anyone can be a Hall of Famer. They could have legit put, you know, anyone in the Hall that they wanted to, even if they didn't do any Jack Squat in the ring. Um, Donald Trump. Donald Trump's a Hall of Famer. And should he be? No. Hell no. He was in one match and he didn't even wrestle. Nope. And he won. He has a a winning record at WrestleMania. Well, technically, he has a, you know, he's never been in a match. His surrogate has a winning record. He has a 1-0 record as a manager as we okay as we pass Quincy's Steakhouse which oh okay I was gonna say it's still open nope it's not well okay so Paul Heyman let's take him for example since we're talking about it yeah I would say the what we should count for managers is how much we remember how 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 good they were on the mic and, or, or how, you know, because different managers do different things. And also, we should look at their talents, win and loss ratio while they were their manager. Right. So you look at Paul Heyman's with, with Punk and with Lesnar. And also, and not, not, not only uh, that, but the impact he had on their career after. So, did, did, they, did they go on to great things after... Being managed by him. Yes. Steve and Austin. I mean, there you go. That is the ultimate case of a wrestler, uh, a manager arranging someone who was underutilized, granted it went to another promotion, as we pass a closed Popeyes. Scooter's Coffee. Scooter's Coffee. It was a little coffee place. That's pretty neat. I've never seen that before. It looks pretty modern, too. But uh, I was going to say, the other problem is, WWE doesn't want to recognize that any other wrestling promotion exists. I agree. Other than NXT and NXT UK. Unless it is one of those things that they that uh, they cannot deny. Like, they cannot deny right now. It would be very hard for them to say... Uh, well, if someone asked Vince, hey, what happened to Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan? He couldn't say, oh, well, he's just taking his time off. No, he'd have to say, well, he went to a different company. No. no, that's, uh, He'll say the first thing. When when uh, Christian left in 2005 to go to TNA, when he came back, they acted like he took he took a uh, break for three years. And we all know that was false. Exactly. I, from a storytelling standpoint... It sort of makes the WWE seem like they're idiots because of course. why wouldn't you acknowledge, hey, he went and did other things that made him better in the ring and he's coming back to the true wrestling promotion where you prove that you're good. Right. Like like that would be that would be the way if I were the owner of WWE, that's the way I would handle every time someone leaves the company and then comes back later. Drew McIntyre, oh well you know, he just took his time off. Yep. No, he, he took his time off. He, he went to a different company. He went to the independent. He got better. He, he, he bulked up. He came back, and now he's proving that he's he's who he says he is. I agree. Like, that's my biggest issue. That's and, that's, that's what I love about um, AEW is, or, or uh, New Japan, or um, actually, those are probably the only two. They will come out and, and, and say... Hey, you you know who who you know who these people are? Like they uh, when they they put up Punk's graphic as he was walking to the commentary table, it said six-time former world champion. They put stuff from the, like, like now they they obviously don't say he's a six-time 
WWE champion, but a world champion because you still have to recognize what right. they've done. Because he's a uh, three-time world heavyweight champion. He's a, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, three-time world heavyweight champion. Oh no, I think he said seven-time. Hold on, he won that belt. Yeah, so three-time world heavyweight champion. He's a two-time WWE champion. He's a one-time ECW champion. And he's a one-time Ring of Honor champion. Seven. You know, but, but they announced, or they show, hey, he is a former world champion. They don't do that in WWE. Imagine if, okay, let's just take Madison Square Garden, for example. Okay, because it's one of the biggest venues ever. Uh, okay, it's one of the most recognizable ones. It's the world's most famous arena. Yes. Imagine you take that and, and Vince McMahon would just do this. You get together all of the big promotions mm. and you put them all in one building for meet and greets, signings, stuff like that. And then you have a moment where every one of their world champions comes out with their theme music. And they all stand next to each other and hold their belts up. And like you like that would be a statue like that of all of the greats would be a great thing to put out in front of a wrestling hall of fame. Right. Like get your Stone Colds holding the belt, get Ric Flair holding the belt. That's and put statues of all of them. I guess you uh, currently I guess since A and AEW sort of you know and it's not in its infancy anymore, it's booming, but it's still young. Right. I guess you would put Kenny Omega as their their goat right now because he's currently their champion, yeah. champion and sort of leading the pack. But I'd also put Chris Jericho up there. So this is I I, I was I was thinking about this uh, years ago. Um, you know how we have the World Cup in soccer. What if we had a wrestling world cup? It was still yellow. Still yellow. It was still yellow. It was a long yellow light. Of course. Yeah, this one obviously I'm going to stop for. I don't know. I think you got a good shot. <laughs> Where's the truck in front of me? Well, I mean, how good's your turn radius? <laughs> There's a truck in front of me. Jesus is the answer to all of your problems. Yeah, that's the wrong. That, that's the appropriate <laughs> sign right now. Okay, should I run this red light out? No. Never run a red light. Never run a red light. Um, I've only done it once, and that was not a good idea. Right. Well, I couldn't. Okay, backstory. I couldn't see because there was a giant semi truck. And oh, I ran it yeah. With him, and it was like a backcountry road. So. Oh yeah. That was on me though. But yeah. Full so but continue. I think what they should do, and. You, you, uh, you should, um, they should do work with uh, PWI. Uh, anyone who does not know, it's Pro Wrestling Illustrated. They do, uh, they have a monthly magazine, and, and one of the last pages, they have their top ten. What they should do is have each promotion's rankings after a certain point, which includes their champion, their secondary champions, and then you put them in a World Cup style round robin. You do it on each of their shows. So say um, Rawls right now would be uh, Bobby, oh, Biggie. Um, U.S. champion is Damian Priest. Uh, we'll go Randy Orton. Uh, actually, we'll go. Okay, we'll, actually, we'll go Randy Orton. But well, there's a reason for that. Uh, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, um, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy, and uh, let's see who else from Raw would you? Want? You know what? Just for shits and giggles, our truth. Sure. I mean, I put Reginald because he's my guy. But right. But our truth, he has, he has, our truth is defined time. Yes. He looks the same now he did when he was in WWF as K Quick. I don't know how. I want his fountain of youth. But anyway, so basically what would happen is you would have, all right, so that way you have six people. Each, so Big E would wrestle all five of the other people. You would get X amount of points for a win, 
Um, three points for a win. Uh, one point for a loss. No, no, no. One point for a draw. Because there would be time limits. And uh, no points for a win. Oh, no, for a loss. You would actually get negative one point if you lose via DQ or, or countout. Alright? And you would do it for Raw, SmackDown, AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, NWA. Alright? And you do the honor shows. So that's six. So you have uh, 12 people. You know, the, the top two from each group would advance. And then the four best records of the third place advance. Then you have a round of 16. This tournament, you hold it in Madison Square Garden. And you, you make it a two-night a two-night event. Because you, you do the same thing with tag teams and with women. Now, obviously, um, it would really depend on, like, you know, actually, I think uh, Ring of Honor does have a women's title now. So, but you would do that with, with the tag teams, you kind of merge Raw and SmackDown together because... Same company. Well, no. I mean, you, you don't have enough tag teams. Yeah. That's the reason why. Actually, he uh, he got released in part of the 2020 COVID cutoffs, uh, and no, he actually he wrestled he refereed one match in AEW. Uh, it was, I believe, the um, the um, AEW uh, championship, the first uh, TNT title match between Lance Archer and uh, Cody Rhodes to award the title. But um, and then so yeah. And basically, here here is the rules would be set up as simple. The rules the wrestlers must must follow coincide with who is refereeing the match. That's first, a good idea. And basically, what would happen is it would, the referee the referee would be decided by random draw if it was between um, two companies or. And that, so say uh, say it's Aubrey Edwards refereeing a match between uh, Biggie and Roosh of Ring of Honor. Aubrey Edwards, which means 
AEW, they have to abide. Scooter stuff. Damn it. By the AEW rulebook. Start calling out Scooter's Coffee every time we pass it. How about no? That'd be a, that. That's a great idea. No, 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 not that part. Not okay. the Scooter's part. All right. The, the the thing you're talking about. Right. And and here's the thing. The gate is divided evenly. That would be See, the hard part. The w, hard sell. So WWE wouldn't get two. If you, if you want to do it where WWE gets two units because they got Raw and SmackDown, that's fine. But, say the event grosses, I'm just going to make it uh, make it easy. You, you have six companies involved. So, say it grosses $6 million. Alright? Each brand gets a million dollars. So, obviously, WWE would get two. But, When's the last time Ring of Honor, NWA, Impact, or AEW had a million dollar gate? Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, what, what was I going to say? Um, you know, I also think there could be a lot of opportunity for fan involvement, too, where they could have people vote. Like, after after the round robin stuff, like, even they oh, vote ooh. for the six people that, like, for the people who aren't title holders, they vote for the... Oh, no, 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 here, here, here's the best part about that. Um, the, um, the world champion of, say, uh, we'll say Big E, could have a couple bad matches and not not be in the field of 16. Yeah. So there would be a battle royal for, and, and this would be um, on night, basically night two would be like the semifinals and finals. Everybody who's not, who's not in the semifinal or final, they'd do a battle royal. Yeah. And whoever wins, that brand would get a... Uh, uh, or it would be a, a cash reward. Yeah. Like, it, it would be like the $50,000 Battle Royal. Um, so Now, obviously, this would never happen. But. No, never. Uh, speaking of the Hall of Fame, uh, WWE, when we, uh, well, just pro wrestling in general, I, when I went to Kansas City, they have the Negro League Baseball Museum. Yes. Now, it's not the Hall of Fame, it's just the museum. Correct. It was fantastic. I, I, I recommend it to anyone going to Kansas City. Uh, it's a little bit of a, it's not in walking distance, but it's also in coordination with the Jazz Museum. And it is just amazing. Um, one of the things they have there is they have an entire baseball field of statues of, of, historic, of black players who are the best of their position. So they have catcher, pitcher, outfield, infield, and it's amazing because you go take that way you can take pictures with them. Name four who you think they should make statues of at, outside of, in front of a hall of fame. If you can name four for people, wrestling, for rep for wrestling. Oh, oh, only four. It's sort of like the wow. Mount Rushmore, the Mount Rushmore. Wow. But they could even be doing scenes. So like, take for instance, I'm not saying Shawn Michaels like should be a pick, but. You could have Shawn Michaels rearing up for the Sweet Chin music, and like you could have a ring, and you could have him rearing up for the Sweet Chin music at one of the turnbuckles. Okay. All right. Have like Ric Flair doing his pose. Or so the top four. I'm gonna go. Luthes. Okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna go. Gorgeous George. 
a fifth one. It's gonna it's gonna sound weird. Paul Heyman. That would be listen, see when I'm when I was first when I when I mentioned this, my, my first thought was like obviously this would be like the main installation in the Hall of Fame for people to take pictures with. Right. Um, but there were obviously, I mean, you can't, if you were creating this, there'd be no possible way that you'd be able to not have more statues around of, of course trailblazers. So, Lutha, 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 Fez, thank you. Um, and like Gorgeous George, the people that trailblazed early, early wrestling, I would say would probably get other statues. I but, agree. but in a ring, like some of the people that you could have doing, well, and it's like, like honestly, and, and you, you brought it up. It's really one of those things where um, you could do 10 and you're probably going to piss off about 50. Yeah. So here, here's my rhyme and reason for it. Luthes is known as the first champion of the modern NWA, which is what gave way to not the majority of the promotions we knew in the 80s, 90s. Worked of everybody. Alright. Gorgeous George was the first character that that when, when wrestling first got on TV in the black and white days, Gorgeous George was that first character that went way. No, that can't be right. Ric Flair. The greatest of all time. Yes. Although he took his he took his gimmick from Buddy Rogers, but still is what it is. And Hogan. Hogan. If it, you know, I, I could have swapped it out for Vince, but you know, Vince had the vision, but if Hogan didn't execute it, then we wouldn't be we wouldn't be talking about Matt going to Raw on Monday. Yeah. Alright? And the reason why I say Paul Heyman, if it was a fifth one, if it wasn't for Paul Heyman, WWE would not have gotten attitude. They probably would have gone bankrupt. WCW probably would have would have still been in their financial peril. What would the wrestling business be like today? True. Would it would it still be the regional territories as we look at this guy who doesn't know how to drive in front of us? <laughs> uh, well, one thing I, I just you know I sit here and I can think like how would the statue? I don't know. It's just something like that. It's like. In my brain, the, like the, the, the all of these moments like of history, like you could obviously you could have a, a life-size statue of the Undertaker. Oh, of and course, you could have his arm reaching out, and you can try to take pictures. You you take pictures of him trying to chokeslam. You know, like that's his move. That's what he was. You know, I agree. That in the tombstone, but the moments like that would just they need to be put the statues we need statues of those because we have pictures pictures and everything but still the Hulk Hogan hulking up you know ultimate warrior being the ultimate warrior right uh, Ric Flair giving somebody a chop like a statue of that would just be amazing I agree and it, it's stuff like that it, 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 it makes me mad because we'll never get that no. But at the, same, uh, at the same time, I hope we eventually find it. I agree. There's the hope. There. Well, I think as looking at our time remaining to get to our destination, I, I think that's a good way to end it. I think it is. And we have now been recording for three hours back. <laughs> So, um, we are getting ready to head to Charlotte in the distance. Charlotte is in the distance. We see the skyscrapers. It is over the trees, um, beyond the hills. Um, 
definitely will be talking about. I know he will be talking about this on Sports Uncaged. Uh, definitely Thursday. Definitely. Um, but I, I know one episode we need to do. I think I've, I've told us to Matt, but we need to get all the sports people from WCCU Radio and 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 do an episode. I've been trying to get that to happen all semester. You have. Well, I mean, I well, uh, of course, I it, semester just started, but oh, I brought yeah. it up already. Oh. Because um, we all want to. Uh, everyone in the sports department wants to do something like calling games. Oh no! I know. Okay. Other than that, it's also trying to bring everyone together to do just one show, maybe. Yeah, I, I think I think that'd be awesome. Problem is, COVID limitations currently. Well, as of right now, only two people are allowed in the station at one time. Oh, I thought it was. No, they have limited it to the two, two, and we have to wear our masks anytime we are in there. Oh, that's fine. Well, obviously, that's that's you know using our big brains here. We should be using our masks. Right. It's still different from last semester in that we're only allowed to have two instead of three well, for the time being. The, the best part of doing those podcasts is we can do it on Zoom. Yes. So, but that's that's one thing we'll definitely talk about off air. Um, but yeah, uh, this uh, more likely this is probably going to be broken up into a couple episodes. I would say that would be a good idea. Um, I don't know if I'll do it back to back to back or if I'll just like split them up, but. We'll, we'll see what happens, but for the Blind Tech Podcast, I am your host, Kyle Nashon, and I didn't say this in the intro, but I will say it now. Today is going to be a great day. If it isn't, fuck it, will it into existence, and as a uh, co-worker once told me, you do not need permission to be great. Catch y'all on the flip side.